Well, good morning. Or uh, maybe I should say, buenos dias. <laughs> it's good to be back from Guatemala this week. And uh, I got to practice my Spanish, which is, there wasn't much, so I got to practice it several times. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of it to practice. Um, but I was surprised, actually. I, I grew up in Las Cruces, New Mexico, so I'm used to hearing Spanish. I grew up here and, and, uh, and had to take it in school and took it again in college, and it just never stuck. But I think if I had been immersed in it like we were and been taking it, maybe it would have stuck. Because I was surprised how much came back to memory, but it still wasn't much. But anyway, it was more than taco and burrito. So um, that was it was a good experience. Welcome to Servant Sunday. This is uh, something that we started last year about this time. Uh, once a year, kind of taking a Sunday to, uh, to celebrate... Uh, servants of the church to uh, to kind of recommit ourselves individually to serving in the church and outside of the church and uh, and also to uh, especially focus on servant leadership uh, because that's the kind of leadership that Jesus taught us to have and so this is especially a, a, a special Sunday because this is the first time that we will get to later in our service uh, submit Names recommend names to our nominating committee of leaders for the business, uh, the business team, and the leadership team, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. And uh, and then the nominating committee will then work from that those recommendations to form those new teams. And so we're looking forward to that. But this year is also unique in that it falls on. Cry out to the Lord Sunday. This is a, a new thing that uh, many of our sister churches are participating in today across the nation and, uh, and even around the world. And other church groups and affiliations beyond the Church of God will be holding similar Sundays this fall as well from what I've heard. And so this is a neat thing of unity that we get to do on September 11th here to come together and pray for our nation, pray for our communities, pray for the church to be the church. And, uh, and so we're looking forward to kind of a unique service today. If you're a guest with us today, you can probably already tell this is not a normal service. It's, uh, we're not going to have a normal sermon or, or anything. We'll have worship music like we usually do. Uh, the kids, it'll feel pretty normal for our kids. They'll still go out in a few moments and, and do children's church the way they usually do. Uh, and we'll continue praying in here. And we're going to have kind of just a lot of time of prayer. And I'm going to talk to you more about what all that entails in just a few moments after we worship a little bit. But if you are a guest with us today, I just want to go ahead and mention a Connect card that we have in the seat in front of you. Uh, just if you look right, right ahead, you should see uh, one somewhere in there stuck in with hymnals and Bibles and if you're a guest with us today, we'd love to have your name or an email address or anything. And I'd love to get in touch with you and just say, glad to have you here and see if you have any questions or anything like that. So uh, that's all that is. And why don't we uh, begin today by preparing our hearts a little bit. And we're going to sing a couple of songs uh, to, to kind of kick things off. But uh, would you stand and... Just take a moment to kind of quietly, go ahead, you can go ahead and stand, and take a moment just to kind of quietly prepare your heart for our service this morning as we prepare to worship and as we prepare to cry out to the Lord today. As we prepare to begin our cry out to the Lord prayer service today, I want to encourage you to really engage today and to devote yourself to prayer. 
As many of you know, if you've been around here a little while, prayer has been something of a focus for us for a little over a year. We've we studied it in depth for a long time on Wednesday nights. Uh, not only did we study it, but we began to practice it more. Uh, we started holding We Pray Nights, which is our prayer service that happens on the first Wednesday of each month. And so we have been dedicating ourselves to becoming increasingly known as a church that prays. Because we believe that, uh, I mean, we can meet here and we can go and do and, and we can uh, we could even do things that look very impressive. But if the Holy Spirit's not involved with it, then we don't believe it's going to make much of a difference at all as far as time and eternity, as far as the kingdom things matter. And so if that's the case... And if the Holy Spirit is the most important factor, then surely we ought to be devoting ourselves to prayer and asking Him to do mighty things through us and around us and in us. And so it's great. I was glad when I heard that they were encouraging churches to take a Sunday and just focus on prayer. I want to ask you to focus on prayer today. And especially... Having returned, just returned from Guatemala, like I mentioned, um, if you if you weren't aware of that, I, I went with Partners in Mission. They take trips a couple times a year down work camps down into Guatemala, and that's led by Carvin and Sandy Adams. And so several members of our church have gone in the past, and I had the privilege to go thanks to your generous faith promise giving. Thank you so much for that, and it was a blessing uh, blessing to me. And, and just, I'm going to share more in the days to come, and especially we'll, we'll set aside a Wednesday soon uh, that we can sit down and I can show you videos and pictures and talk to you about it. I want to make sure that Carvin's back in the States by then so that he can answer the tough questions. But, uh, so we'll set that up and we'll announce that to you and, and share that with you. But today I just want to share one thing with you that I, may have been the most impactful thing to me of the whole time I was there, and it's definitely probably the most pertinent to what we're going to be doing here today. On Sunday when we were down there and you were meeting here and we were meeting with churches, two different churches in Guatemala that day and our service was in Spanish, yours was in English. So so you understood more of what was going on than I did. I didn't even understand my own sermon because the guy was interpreting for me and I said, I hope he's telling them the right things. So uh, Kenny said he might have been making fun of me the whole time and I didn't even know it. But anyway, that was the, the morning service, and we kind of got there at the last minute and, and uh, you know, rushed through that and rushed out to get to lunch on time and all these things. But at the second service, uh, which was their primary service for that day, it happened at 4 o'clock, and, and we, sh- we showed up early and, uh, and got to just kind of be a fly on the wall at, as their service began. And this is the church that we've been working in all week long. The ladies had been leading a VBS and women's Bible study all week. And, and we had been uh, lifting concrete and mixing concrete and <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff with concrete all week there. And, and so we had gotten to know the people there a little bit. But it was so neat just to be a fly on the wall on the day of their service. And, and first thing we noticed is that the pastor's wife and the pastor went and knelt down at the front. And, I th- and began to pray for their service. Now, you've got a picture. This is, and I'll have pictures for you later, but cinder block walls, unfinished. You know, still a work in progress. The floor was concrete and probably will be. It's a, it was a colored concrete, but it was concrete. Uh, no, no padded altars, just a stage with tile on it and 
concrete and they knelt on that concrete and spent a long time praying for their service. Not just the pastor. As each person came, them and their family knelt down either at the front or at their chairs and prayed for the service. Uh, one family walked in. It was notable because the guy, I don't know if it was his only Bible or his favorite Bible, but that Bible was as big as Texas. <laughs> he had that Bible under his arm and, and he had two little kids in tow and his wife and they went and knelt down at chairs. The kids knelt down too. All of them on the concrete floor at their plastic chair and prayed. Not just a short prayer, but a dedicated, extensive prayer for the service that they were going to hold that day. As we began to worship, I was worshiping the best I could without understanding the words, and, uh, and I looked next to me, and I noticed that apparently something was leaking, the floor was getting wet, and then it dawned on me, this was the girl standing next to me, just weeping as she worshiped. And I, the spirit was so sweet in that room, and, uh, and I just thought, I couldn't help but wonder, you know, would we trade our polished walls and our, our padded chairs and our stained glass windows for just a fraction of the devotion that they expressed on that day? And I'm not commanding you to come in here and kneel before every service, though I wonder if we dedicated ourselves to that, what difference it might make. But I want to ask today on this day cry out to the Lord that you recommit yourself in your own life and in the life of our church to prayer if that feels uncomfortable just begin begin somewhere and it will become more comfortable just as anything else in life something that we're not used to starts out uncomfortable but if we'll practice we get better at it and it gets more comfortable so I want to ask you today, focus on prayer, not on a sermon, but on prayer, not even on the songs that we'll sing as much as on prayer today. And throughout today's service, you'll hear scriptures read and prayers offered by various individuals and leaders of our church that will come and pray. But I want to ask you that you not just listen in on a prayer, but that you engage in prayer. We're having people come and lead prayers because we want it to, you know, feel a little bit organized and orderly and, and to have some direction and guidance as we go. But it's not at all because we just want one person praying at a time. And so at your seats, wherever you may be, uh, and, and whatever may be taking place, would you pray along with them quietly? Even add to what they're praying from your own heart. As we go today. And let's all cry out to the Lord together. As we begin, I'm going to invite Mike Cudi up for our prayer of humility. Welcome to this house of God this morning. Start out prayer of humility with verses from First Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. 
Let's pray. Father God, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. When we consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? We know that our attitude should be the same as our Lord Jesus Christ, who though in the very nature of God did not consider himself equal with you, something to be grasped. He made himself nothing. He took on the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient. We know that the heavens declare your glory, God, and the firmament shows your handiwork. Help us to clothe ourselves with humility toward one another, since you, O Lord, oppose the proud, but give grace to the humble. Your law is perfect, converting the soul. Your testimony is sure, making wise the simple. Your statutes are right, rejoicing the heart. Your commandment is pure, enlightening the eyes. Fear of you is clean, enduring forever. Your judgments are true and righteous altogether. There are many these days who have forgotten humility. Our world leaders, everyday man who's become arrogant and prideful. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Cleanse us from secret faults. Keep your servants from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over us. And then we will be upright and we will be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. And may the God of all grace and wisdom who calls you to his eternal glory in Christ, after we have suffered for a little while, restore us and make us strong, firm and steadfast, part of the body of the church, serving one another. To you be the power forever. Amen. Time for the children to go out to Children's Church. Before sharing a prayer related to uh, repentance, I wanted to share a scripture reading with you from the book of Psalms. Have mercy on me, O God, 
because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. Please purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. Let's pray. Lord, as we focus this morning on prayer, the desire of each one of us here is that of true repentance in your in your sight and and uh, a forsaking of of sin and any wrongdoing, anything that we have said or done or thought that has hurt you or hurt others. We pray and, and ask for forgiveness for those areas of our lives. We are grateful for your grace and your mercy which are uh, undeserved but, but yet you give them to us freely. Lord, I pray that related to repentance that usually we'll think about wrong we've done or asking, saying we're sorry, that sort of thing. Lord, I pray that we can learn to take the focus off of of us and where we've disappointed you. And let the focus be more on you and on us loving others as you've loved us. And, and look to ways not keep pushing the rewind button and looking at the past, but look toward a future that with your Spirit's help that we can be victorious and, and uh, be the people that just make you proud and make you happy. Thank you for loving us, Lord, and pray we will love you as as we should. Amen. Having prayed prayers of humility and of repentance, we stand ready now to turn our focus outward and pray for our nation, for our communities, for our world, all around us, near and far. And as our next few prayer leaders come up on the stage and gather here, I want to read a passage of scripture that reminds us both of the importance of living 
of, of boldly asking God for things, and not only of boldly asking God for things, but of the spirit in which we are to boldly ask for God of things. And these come from James chapter 4 and James chapter 5. It says, Yet you do not have what you want because you do not ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. We're going to be asking for other kinds of things today. It also says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And maybe that's part of the reason that we just spent time focusing on humility and repentance so that we can come before God with the right heart, not of our own doing, but of Christ's forgiveness and His righteousness. So in that spirit and with bold prayers, let us join with these that come one at a time and let's pray for our nation, for our world today. These are outward prayers that focus on our world, nation, and community. There's much wrong with this world. And if God's church is going to make a difference, we need to pray bold prayers. So let us pray for God to heal our land as he restores our land and its biblical foundations. Dear Heavenly Father, we all know when we search history that our forefathers came here to this country not for the free land, Lord, so much as for the freedom to worship you. They came to escape oppression, Lord, being forced to worship in ways they didn't want to worship. So, Lord, they came to this land so they could worship the way they wanted to. They tamed the wilderness with your help. They evangelized the native peoples here. They shared food with them. And Lord, years later, as they felt oppression again and was organizing to fight for their freedom, they formed a continental convention that would set up our Constitution, Lord. And they based that on biblical principles, Lord, on love of God. They even put it on our money, Lord. They said, in God we trust on our coins and our paper money. But there are those today, Lord, who would have us think that we did not come here and found this nation on biblical principles. Lord, we pray that you would restore our memories of where we came from. Help us to realize, Lord, that we're only blessed when we follow you. And you have blessed us. Now we pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless us, give us revival in this land, help us, those of us who believe in you, Lord, to bring more in, that more can realize that we don't have to all be Christians. There are Jewish believers here, there are others, Lord, and we all believe in freedom of religion. But we do need to remember what our founding fathers based this country on. And we pray, Lord, that that will be our goal. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, um, an admiral will tell you that one of the ways that you can win a war is um, divide and conquer. And one of the institutions that God gave us, and to me it's a gift, 
is the gift of marriage. And if you can come in and find a way to break up that marriage, break up your home life, the devil has won. He's, he's divided. And um, like I said, to me, um, marriage is a, a gift from God because he gave me a spouse that, that is wiser in ways that I'm not. I'm not saying he's, he's you know, the wise one, but I know... <laughs> I know things that I'm more maternal than he is, and he's the more strong one. And you know, and it it helps if we realize the gifts that you know his strengths and my weaknesses, and that way we can come together. And Hollywood has divided our. He's, they've come to us and told us that marriage is not between a man and a woman; it's between whoever loves each other and that's not the example that God gave us and we want our church to live the example that God gave us so let's pray for God to heal our land as he restores our marriages and our families Heavenly Father we thank you for this day for the opportunity to pray for you Pray to you, Lord, to ask you to mend our families, our marriages through this land. And Lord, the only way we can do that is to keep our eyes on you, to look to you and pray to you daily throughout the day to lead and guide us. Help us to be the men and the women, the husbands and the wives that you would have us to be, Lord keep our eyes on you and not just only our family at home but our families our church families we just ask it just help us to pray for each of our church family member our church so that we'll each do your will in each of our lives lord just give us strength as we go through each day to keep our eyes on you and to do your will in each of our lives. And we just ask this in your name. Amen. Now let us pray for God to heal our land as he restores our schools and campuses. Father, please bless um, the school administrators who are responsible for taking care of our schools and campuses. Give them discernment so that they know right from wrong and we'll be able to choose what is good and reject what is bad. Lord, please help the student ministries who are responsible for guiding uh, your believers. Uh, Give them uh, lots of abilities to continue being good stewards and leaders. They spend so much of their time and energy spreading your word Please give them peace. For the students on our campuses who are Christians, please continue guiding them and let them be witnesses to those who aren't. For those students who are formerly Christians, who have lost their way, who have rejected you, please bring them back. And also for those who have not yet known you, show them your word so that they too may be co-heirs in your kingdom. 
We ask these things so that your kingdom will grow stronger, especially on our schools and campuses, which are the future of America and the world. Amen. I don't have any special Bible verse or anything before this because I kind of forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. But uh, whenever Brother New asked me to do this and pray for our communities and our law enforcement officers, uh, a song came in my mind. It was a children's song that I heard, and all you have heard probably. Uh, Red, yellow, black, and white, we are all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And I know it's very childish, but it's probably the most, no truer words have ever been spoken in song, honestly. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I know many people call us a Christian nation, but honestly, I can't, I can't see that in this present day, Lord. And I just ask you to help us, just unite us in a way that we're on fire for you, and we can get this country united in our communities, our states, our cities, wherever it may be, Lord. I just ask you to be with the leaders of this nation and just help guide them in the path they need to go. And I just ask you to bless our law enforcement officers and give them a peace because they wake up every morning thinking that their lives might change for the worse every day. I just ask you to be with our communities and unite us, Lord, and be with all the churches in the communities and help us to be a light to all the people that aren't Christians. In Jesus' name, amen. My prayer is for God to heal our land as we lift up our leaders and elections. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this wonderful country that we live in, for the blessings, Lord, that's bestowed on us here, for all the privileges. And most of all, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of having a religious freedom that we can be here today, Lord, and, and worship you and pray without fear of harm. Thank you, Lord, for the, pri- the privilege of uh, being able to, to vote and select our leaders, Lord. But we need, uh, we need you, Lord, in, in helping us. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you just lift up our country and our leaders and bless them, Lord, in a special way. And we know that, Lord, that our only hope is in you. And we need you, Lord, with us in every decision that we make. Not our decision, Lord, but godly godly wisdom to uh, help us make those decisions. We need wisdom, Lord, in, in choosing our leaders. And as we, especially as we approach this um, presidential election that will be coming up in a few months. Lord, it's, it's been discouraging at times as we listen to all the campaign going on between the two parties the, uh, that could be discouraging to us. But Lord, we still put our hope in you. Uh, we, ha- we don't want to be discouraged, Lord. We want to look to you for our, for our guidance and for decisions in knowing how to vote. 
And we just pray, Father, that you will give us unity in our country, give us unity between the parties and unity in our government. And, Father, I pray that you will just forgive us, Lord, when, when, we, when we grumble. Forgive us when we don't pray. But, Lord, it's our desire to, to live for you and to serve you all the days of our life. Just guide us, dear Lord, in everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been a blessing already, hasn't it? Thank you to everyone who's been leading our prayers. And we're going to now turn our attention not only to our nation, which, by the way, next week we're going to start a new sermon series called United States of America, Y-O-U, and kind of finding out what it means for you to be a Christian in America today. And it's going to be hopefully a really practical series that we'll be looking at over the next few weeks. Uh, If you know someone that 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 might appeal to and be a great chance to invite them to come. We're going to now uh, pray for the church. That we here at Cypress Street, along with all of our fellow believers across this land, would not only be a people who go to church, but who are busy being the church. And so we're going to have a couple of prayers uh, about not for our missionaries, for one, the people that we send out, and, and also for us, ourselves, to be recommitted to the Great Commission that Jesus left us with. Uh, I want to also talk to you just for a moment about something that's in your bulletin before I share some scripture with you. And in this, uh, we, we passed this out for the first time last year, so it may look familiar to you if you filled one out last year, but this has uh, just, it's kind of a serving inventory, if you will. And it's got just a bunch of different areas that you can serve in. Uh, and just take a look at that, and if there's something you might be interested in, this is not, this is not a, a cold, hard commitment that you'll never be able to break or anything like that, but if you'd like more information and might be interested in serving in a certain area, put a one by it. Uh, if you already serve in a certain area and you want to continue doing that, you can indicate that with a two, or if there's a, an area where you feel like maybe uh, if, if someone could be found to replace you, you'd uh, might, might need to stop that, then you can put a three beside that. And this just kind of gives us a chance once a year to uh, find out where people are at. And it was really encouraging and enlightening last year to see a lot of ones on things that I didn't even know about a lot of you. And, uh, and it's been neat to work some people into areas that they wanted to serve over the last year. And so uh, you can do this today while you're here. Uh, some of you are overachievers. You probably already did it. Uh, but <laughs> you... Whether you do it today or later, you can just you can leave it on a pew today, or you can turn it into the office later. Uh, it'll be fine, and we'll we'll get it and, and look at it. But I encourage you to, if you can, get it done today. We have a tendency, if you're like me anyway, to forget things that we put off. One thing I did want to clarify is uh, at the top of the second column there, when we say singing or playing an instrument, I don't want anyone to be confused. We have several groups that. That participate in music here, uh, all generations, uh, from uh, from our older folks to our youngest folks, and and so uh, if you put down singing or playing an instrument, 
then we'll just talk to you about where you were thinking and whether you were thinking the choir or the praise team or the, the band or whatever you wanted to participate in and we'll talk to you about that. And so uh, if there's anything else that needs clarifying for you, just catch me or one of the leaders after the service and we'll be glad to help you with that. But as we prepare to pray and recommit ourselves to the Great Commission and as we prepare to fill that out, I'm going to just read a few um, passages of Scripture. Acts 1.8, Jesus said to his disciples, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. So let's recommit ourselves to be witnesses. Jesus also told his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest that he might send out laborers into his harvest. That was in Luke chapter 10. So let's recommit ourselves to be seeking workers to send and also to go when we're called to go, whether near or far. And then there's the Great Commission itself, found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let us pray. Our Father, it's with grateful hearts that we are allowed to be part of this great commission that our pastor just read about. We thank you, Father, for our Faith Promise Missions program, where we have the privilege of supporting four missionaries and another a number of other projects to extend your message throughout the world. We thank you, Father, for the Adams and the Cooties and the Kreitzers and the Millers that we give regularly toward their support. We pray, Father, that they will have all the financial support that is needed to do their work wherever they are. And we pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would empower them, give them the strength and the courage and the help that they need to carry out their ministry. And we pray, Father, that their ministry would be anointed by you and that you would protect them and guide them and direct them in all that they do. And we pray, Father, for boldness for them as they carry out their ministry in these foreign lands. And, Father, we thank you also that we are allowed to support locally Grace Place and CCM and Mercy Multiplied, all of these who minister to people who need you in so many ways. And we thank you that we can also support the table as they begin a new work. And Father, it's our desire that we continue the support of these and that we increase what we're able to do through your work. And we pray, Father, that you'd continue to be with us and give us wisdom as we spend the faith promise funds that come in regularly. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. My prayer is for our church to make a difference. Um, worldwide and in our community. 
Um, like it says in the Great Commission, we are given power through Christ to make a difference, and we're supposed to go and take that either out into our community and stay where we're planted in our own Jerusalem or with our missionaries who go out to other places. Please pray with me. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity for us to come and pray to you today. Um, Lord, I would like to ask you for to help us to each do our part. This prayer is for us to not only be focused inwardly but outwardly as well, to reach out into our community, to share with others the gospel that you've given us and not just let us bask in it. Lord, let us spread the gospel to others, to take it out with the missions that we have or to reach into our own community. Um, thank you for letting us work with Bowley Schools and with Project 41 to help people who are right here at home. Um, let us step out of our comfort zone and talk to people that we normally wouldn't and help us to form relationships with people that are all around us and you know show them the light that you have given us. And I want to thank you for the blessings that you have given us, and I want to ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. As our ushers come forward for this morning's offering, I want to share a couple of, just pass on a couple of thank yous to you. Uh, we are always glad that we're a, a part of this church family that is so generous. And if you're a, a member of this church, whether you've been a member for a long time and have been a faithful giver for a long time or just recently started on that journey with us, I want to thank you for your generosity. It's not, uh, it doesn't, it keeps the lights on here, but it does, it does a lot more than that as well. And we're, we're blessed to be able to participate in so many of the things that were just prayed about and, and beyond. And we had a, a thank you card sent to us from the Mercy Girls uh, that came and visited with us on a Wednesday night recently. And we're gonna, we'll put that out at the bulletin board if you want to kind of look at the details of it. But they put that scripture verse on there. And all these things we overwhelmingly conquered through him who loved us. Romans 8.37 and there's just a whole bunch of thank you, thank you, thank yous on there uh, from their time spent with us the other day and for the uh, financial gift that we gave to them and, and so we continue to support them. And also we got a couple of thank yous back from already from congregations in Baton Rouge that we were able to, uh, in that area, that we were able to give financially to. Uh, we raised something in the ballpark of $3,000 nearly uh, that we've sent down to, to help out churches down there. And, and they've called and said, thank you so much uh, for, for your help. And I don't know how they had time to, to call or write yet with all that they've been busy doing. Uh, but we're glad that it's been a blessing. And, and so let's give God a round of applause for what he's doing. And let's pray for this morning's offering as well. God, we are grateful that you have blessed us so much. We live in a blessed land, as has already been mentioned. And we, you have blessed us financially in addition to a lot of other ways. And we count it a privilege, Father, and an honor to engage in this responsibility of being generous as you taught us to be. And no one was more generous than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. 
And since he is our subject and he is the one whom we follow, uh, may we follow you well, O Lord. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our final prayer today is for our church leadership and uh, our ushers as soon as they finish up there we'll, we'll have some of them pass out you can go ahead and begin some guys uh, to pass out a form to you I'm going to tell you about as we prepare to also pray uh, our church recently passed a new set of bylaws and it created a couple of new teams as well as kind of some new uh, routines for us and, and so one of the teams that it created is called the business team and it handles the business of the church much the way the board of trustees has in the past and and then a new team called the leadership team that will kind of come alongside the pastor and and help guide and lead in spiritual things and ministry things and 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 so this is kind of a, a new a new thing for us and so what we've got that we're passing out to you is a form that it's got some blanks on it for you to be able to write in names uh, the business team is going to be made up of five members. That's why there's five blanks there. And the leadership team is going to be having three members added to it. And, and so that's why there's three blanks there. But don't feel like you have to fill them out. And don't feel like you're limited. If, you've got, if you think of six names, then write down six names. Just fine. Make your own blank. But uh, that'll be fine. And we put some guidelines on there. These are just things that, uh, that we believe you know, would be great to have in one of these leaders. This is not something where we expect you to know whether someone meets every one of those qualifications, but just to give you an idea of what kind of people uh, we're looking for in those areas of serving in our church. And so if you would, uh, we're going to just ask that you take a few moments, even as we pray and as we sing, to consider who you might could suggest and recommend for those places. And there's a list of names on the back. We just took those names from our church directory. And uh, so it's not a perfect list, but it's a list at least to kind of help jog your memory if you need uh, some memory jogging. But uh, as we do that, we, uh, there's also something else we want to do today. And, uh, and these people don't even know it, but we want to honor a couple of servant leaders in our church today. We couldn't have a servant Sunday and not celebrate uh, the servants in our church. And we can't maybe celebrate all of you today, but maybe over the next few years we'll get to most of you. But uh, today we want to celebrate two individuals who have had an extra big role in the last year. A year ago, we honored our brother in Christ, Larry Hogue, for his decades of service as our treasurer. And over the last year, we've had a big transition there, going to brand new software and kind of a big learning curve for a couple of people in particular in our church. And, and so the two people who've worked harder than anyone on that transition have been our, our new treasurer, Patrice Beebe, and our board secretary, Pat Eads, and uh, and Pat maybe she, someone may have to go get her. <laughs> oh, are you right behind me? <laughs> Whew, that was scary. I thought she'd be back there. Okay. <laughs> so let's invite Patrice up too, and Pat's already up, so she doesn't even have to come. And we want to give them a gift and and just celebrate them and what they've done. These two extraordinary ladies. Uh, we've got just gift certificates, and we want to uh, maybe stand and applaud them. They put in hours and hours and hours this year uh, for for nothing. <laughs> so so let's celebrate them. 
We appreciate y'all so much. All right, you can stay standing as we're going to voice a prayer. And then as you're done filling out that leadership form, if you can fill it out today, uh, would you mind just, even if even as we sing or after the service, coming and just laying it down on the altar if you're able to, as just a way of saying, God, would you have your way and, and make sure that we choose the leaders that you want chosen and, and just kind of humbly submit that to God. And if you're not able to finish it today, you can bring it in within the next week to our office and, and we'll take it there so we'll have it for our nominating committee. But let's, let's pray today for our leadership of our church. God, we thank you, first of all, for the leaders of the past. The pastors and the lay leaders some of them still with us, some of them who've gone on before, who have paved the way, without whom we wouldn't be standing here in this place together. The ministries of this church wouldn't be functioning, wouldn't even exist if not for their service and their sacrifices. And so we give you thanks for them. And we pray also for the future that you would raise up the right leaders for the right time. We pray, God, that above all else, you would have your way in this church and in our ministries. That you'd guide our hands today as we suggest and recommend names. That you would guide the nominating committee as they look at those names. And we pray that you would guide those who are asked to serve. And Lord, sometimes when we're asked to serve in places that it can be uncomfortable and we can feel unqualified, but we ask, Lord, that you would equip those whom you call. And even when they might feel inadequate to the task at hand, that you would provide the strength that they need. We pray that you would spur our leaders and all of us on to bold action and give us great wisdom to accomplish all that you've set forth for our church to do and the difference you'd have us make for your kingdom in this world. We pray these things relying on your great power, O oh God. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>